here's my understanding of classes of service from the Kanban method. You've got standard, or as soon as possible, which is normal work that needs to be done and should be done as quickly as possible. And then you've got fixed date work, which is work that has to be done by a particular deadline. Not somebody's grandmother's birthday or daughter's birthday, but a real deadline, not an arbitrary deadline. Something bad happens on that date, like there's a significant increase in cost. Maybe we get a penalty or we miss a payment opportunity. Fixed date is real. And then we have expedite, which is we have something that's really urgent. It's hurting us right now. And if we don't deal with this immediately, we could have major problems. For example, an outage with your product or service. And intangible, which is we've got some item that maybe we don't know for sure when we're going to get this increase in cost, but there's a long-term thing that if we don't deal with it, it's going to bite us in the backside at some point. Sometimes we do know the date, like for example, there's a piece of software that's going to go out of support at a particular date, so it's going to cost millions to get it supported after that date if you want to pay the supplier to give a special support after that date. But more often than not, it's an unknown uh, date when that hockey stick increase in cost will eventually occur. It could even be as a result of shortcuts we took in the past where the product or service is now so fragile that maybe it's in danger of collapsing at some point. So there could be some hockey stick increase in costs. There's a saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And while mathematically and from a flow point of view, it's a really bad idea to have different priorities for items on a definition of workflow, because you're giving preference to some items over others, causing some items to age more than others, causing eventually unpredictable cycle times, elongating cycle times, and eventually reducing throughput. If the culture of your organization dictates that uh, expedite items uh, need to be dealt with urgently, maybe that's something you need to do. However, I put it to you that there's a better way of dealing with really urgent requests. And what you can simply do is, rather than having different classes of service for different types of work, if something urgent occurs, well, maybe we just record a breach in our whip limit. It's not a good idea to increase our whip limit just to take account of an emergency because by doing that, we're actually increasing our whip as standard. And so it's better to breach your whip limits by exception. That's the direction the Kanban guide would be going in where you would, instead of having special increased whip limits like an expedite lane for example instead of doing that maybe you would record a breach when an urgent item occurs. Brenda Vodko often quips in a humorous way that when someone comes to him with an urgent item he goes off to the press and comes back and then he's, uh, he comes back with two sleeping bags and, he's, and then he, with, to the confused customer he's saying here's your sleeping bag and this is my one and the customer saying like what, what are you doing why are you giving me a sleeping bag? Well, you said this is urgent, so that's your sleeping bag and this is mine because we're not going home when we fix this, right? Oh, it's not that urgent. So it's a bit humorous, but I guess I'm trying to emphasize the point of how urgent is that urgent request really, okay? In terms of fixed date items, you could just write the fixed date on the card so we all understand that there's a fixed date on the item. If there's one class of service that I really do appreciate, it's intangible. This is my personal opinion, because often what I see in cultures where they want to keep everybody busy, and of course in Kanban we don't want to keep everybody busy, we want to optimize flow, 
and after an optimized flow, we then try to improve the utilization of our people, but in an optimized way, just in, in the same way we don't want to fill the motorway with cars. In a context in the past where the culture was about utilization of people, despite everything that we would be talking about in terms of trying to optimize flow and not trying to keep people busy, what I did as a coping strategy was I asked the team to fill their board with intangible work. Work that needed to be done in the long term. This is a bit cynical of me, but it was a really nice coping strategy for the team. And what we were able to do was we put filling as a bit of an exaggeration, but you put in the normal work, for example, and the various priorities and so on. But by having intangible work on the Kanban board, we're starting to work on that long-term work. And so maybe by 18 months' time, when the hockey stick increase in cost eventually might occur, maybe we've already dealt with that. And so actually, if we don't bring in the intangible work, if people kept are kept utilized, it's likely that in 18 months' time, that intangible work could become an urgent request, actually. So the kind of, the genius of actually putting intangible work on a board in a, in a context where there's a high util utilization mindset is the intangible work is actually the contingency, it's actually the slack on your board. Because we know that if something urgent does occur or there's a fixed date item, that we want to get that, those across the line, perhaps. And in order to do that, we sacrifice the intangible items that are already in the board. So the intangible items will have terrible cycle times. Maybe we can isolate the, the cycle times for those separately so we can separate the signal from the noise. But we do need to be cognizant that intangible work can eventually bite us in the backside. And by actually having intangible work in the system, we can ensure that it actually is done by that time and we won't have that emergency in 18 months' time. So about classes of service in general, culturally strategy for breakfast. If you go to an airport and there isn't a first class section for people to go through faster security, maybe there'll be an uproar. From a flow point of view, it's better if everybody goes through the same security queue uh, because for everybody it's going to be faster because we've got people deployed to help people with their security and the work is evenly distributed. So if you do use classes of service, Kanban Guide doesn't prevent you from doing that. In fact, Kanban Guide is designed to support, at least to not lack support for other Kanban and flow approaches. And we were deliberate about not trying to break other approaches. So by people starting with Kanban Guide, they can, for example, upgrade to Kanban Method, hopefully, or to TameFlow or some other flow approach, flow system or whatever. Kanban Guide doesn't prevent you from using classes of service. It's just from a flow point of view, from our point of view, work item age is the most important measure and you need to be cognizant of the impact of not managing relative work item age. Relative work item age tends to go out of control when we reprioritize items that are already in progress. The Kanban Guide view would be you can use whatever prioritization technique to start work, including classes of service, but once the work starts, you should just finish it because we don't know how valuable the item is until we've actually finished. You will have some trade-off decisions. I've had some teams in a large bank, for example, where they did use classes of service, but they put a ceiling on it. And there was one leader who really impressed me one day, and they, we had an expedite lane, we had uh, intangible, we had fixed date, and we all that. you can either do it by lane or you can do it by different colors or legends or whatever. They happen to ha have lanes. And, but the leader, what he said was, 
yeah, we can, we can, we're, we're going to use classes of service, but we're going to put a ceiling on the work. If any item hasn't moved for four days, we're going to focus on that today. And so what he, what he was doing was he was combining classes of service with a ceiling on the work item age, so he, he was preventing work item age from going out of control. It still worsens your flow, but I thought it was a nice compromise, and it's something that maybe you can consider. Classes of service are an option in Kanban Guide. It's just not something that's part of Kanban Guide. It's part of what's recommended in other approaches, and you're not preventing from using it. Thank you.